Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live on a Sunday afternoon, Sydney Porty, a beautiful April day out there. As always, on the other line, we've got Jack Muir, ex-Hong Kong Rugby League board member. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. It's not a bad day down here either on a Sunday afternoon in uh, Malcolm. Uh, what are we, April the 6th or something? Um, it's definitely getting into that time of... That time of the footy season too, where we're starting to see um, uh, what teams really are actual. Well, probably not. Nah. We don't. We can't really see contenders yet, but you can start to see some, you know, rabbits, uh, rabbit form sort of shaping. Um, Doggy Storm actually in Melbourne this afternoon down at, down at Tarwater Nikau Lower Right League Memorial Stadium, but I'm just struggling to find people to go with at the moment. So, anyway, we'll see how we go. I might go by myself. So you're you're throwing it out there, trying to get a crowd um, to come down and watch what will be just uh, it'll be an exhibition of football from the storm. They're they're going to flog the dogs this afternoon. No one else keen. No, Syme, Brendan Symes. Who? Oh, okay. I've just got a message from Brendan Symes. Who will be? If you're the uh, listeners will know, he said he's eighty percent available. So I want to meet him in Richmond on the way and for a couple of beers, and then I'll just go to the game by myself because he doesn't want to go to the game. So, That's But I'll probably be able to convince him to go to the game, I'd say. I think three beers in the hill, you'll twist his arm. And what's the weather like? What's the forecast? Uh, well, it's beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky, probably 21, 22 degrees. Those are the kind of days that the storm... They play a little razzle-dazzle, don't they? And those, those Do winners... They, they those have a little bit of razzle-dazzle in their team because they have those sort of... They've got a bit of reggae in the forward pack with the Bromwich brothers. Um, but, but how about, like, you know, early in the count, first two sets, running right, and Munster skips out ball to Chambers, who beats his man on the oof. outside, gets draws his winger in, hits Adokar or Vunivalu, probably Adokar, and Adokar just goes Adokar in the corner. And I'm thinking a try today. within the first three minutes. That's the kind of razzle-dazzle storm. They just hit yeah, they hit you so hard. They score so quickly. They're just professional outfit. Although the Fox isn't... Ah, what did I say? Adokar's not playing today because personal reasons, which could be a... What is personal reasons generally? When you think when someone says somebody's not playing because of personal reasons, what do you say? Either the missus is leaving them or there's a death in the family, right? Yeah, death in the family... Um, Misses has caught them doing something, and yep. they have to really spend a significant amount of time to try and get them out of that situation. Um, but maybe it's just the curse of the shit nickname, because the other shit nickname that we hate so much, Jimmy the Jet Roberts. Have you seen that photo? Yeah, him? where did that photo come from? Paralytic. <laughs> it actually came from Ozdog on their fancy um, league forum. So shout out to Ozdog. I'm not sure if he's a listener. I think he might be. 
Oh, I think he occasionally, but if we tell him we, he gets mentioned, I'm sure he'll get in there. Um, yeah, brilliant. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it should cause um, any controversy there other than just a bit of a laugh. For... I think he's on his last warning for drinking. He is, but geez, you've got to respect his mates though, don't you? Because it just looks like they're looking after him. And then you see didn't... a sort of guy looking up at the camera, the guy taking a photo, saying, what are you doing? Don't take a photo. But oh. the mate's looking after him, getting him into a lift, getting him up to bed. You know, that's what you need to. That's probably what you need as a professional footballer in, in the fishbowls of Brisbane and Sydney, you know? I think those guys looked like they were strangers, though. They just were blinded. Didn't, the guy who was cradling him on the left was looking up at the photographer as if he just didn't know whether to, like, Almost so maybe, maybe you have. To, is this? Can you make that photo as our title this year week? Because a lot, probably a few listeners won't actually know what we're talking about. Uh, this week, yeah, I can make it. The, um, yeah, I think that's a good point. I've got a yeah. few things I can do. Um, but those shit nicknames, like, oh, I'm burying them now. Um, I'm, I refuse to say, and I'm going to say it now. I refuse to say the Fox or Jimmy the Jet ever again. That's it. I'm done with it. But what about the um, Tawalolo's new nickname, Brown Jesus? I mean, could you get any better than that? Who invented it? Uh, not sure. I've been hearing it around the traps a lot lately, though. Um, I thought you invented that. Yeah, I, oh, well, yeah. I just want to get it big, though. Well, mine uh, was the ninth, and I thought that was a brilliant nickname for him, but then I realised they actually included four more immortals, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that, I, but that I almost love- makes... That means, actually, it's probably a little in-joke, though, isn't it, for leagueies? Because people look at them and go, hang on, but there's already 14 Immortals or 13 or whatever there is now. And re- and there's yeah, a little true. in-joke that, you know, the 8th was Joey and then the ninth is probably going to be Tamalolo. Brown Jesus. Well, the thing I love about Jesus as a nickname, quite often, the NFL have a lot of different Jesus. Robert Griffin III, who played quarterback for the Redskins, he was Black Jesus. And then Adrian Peterson was Purple Jesus. So I just think yeah. the natural... Um, Beautiful skin tone of the man um, and the Jesus, as in he's just—he is the second coming, really. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like Tal Malolo when he is when he's on, is there? When he's running straight up the middle and he's just dancing with that footwork. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in rugby league. I've never seen a player like him. That's phenomenal. The way he can just dominate the game from the forward pack, which you know, not—that's it's harder to do from the forwards to actually dominate. It's like when the forwards you need a forward pack to stay in a game, but. They very rarely can take the game away from the other side, but Tamalolo does that, and you see the Cowboys again last night. It was a pretty uh, rudderless, pathetic display. And but they've still got a good in, though, All of a sudden, they're a, you know they're, they're, they're competing with those top five so, teams. Even without Tamalolo, you've got Jordan McLean, Matt Scott, Jake Granville, Gavin Cooper, John Asiata, Josh Maguire. That's enough to give you some go for it, isn't it? And then it's not as though, I mean, Morgan, I don't know. I, I, the verdict's out for me on this guy, Clifford. I know he's very young, but I don't know. I just think, it's a, I've said this before on this, on this podcast, that it's a young man's game. And if you're not actually doing the job at 20 or 21 these days, yeah, you can mature a bit. But if you, you sh- oh, these days you should be almost hitting your ground running in NRL. But Michael Morgan came on for a couple of years early, and I just thought he was just another shitty um, white half that, that the Cowboys have had to try and combine with Thurston. But I actually thought about Morgan, and I don't know if he's playing that bad at the moment. He's trying his guts out. But if you take away that second half of the season in 2017, away from his resume, what is he? Is he just an okay player? 
Oh, he's a player. He almost. Are we? Is it? Is it affecting our opinion of Morgan too much? That well, like it, it ten weeks of just being the best player in the world. Yeah, but I mean, at least that shows that he can do it, right? I mean, with mm. Clifford, I guess you're just thinking, well, you're just hoping he can do it. Whereas with Morgan, at least you know it's it's in there, and he just probably needs. I don't know. Maybe a Val Holmes. I mean, it would have been. Remember, they lost Barber too. I mean, that was that's a, no loss. He never played for them, so it wasn't a loss. No, but it was Rehari because Barber's dog shit. He was going to come, mate. You just don't know your league if you're saying that. He was going to take our competition by storm. Oh. He's a freak. He, he did take our competition by storm. He punched his missus in a casino. And which was pretty stupid, but I think the media's taken it the wrong way. So anyway, we've got to... Speaking of shit nicknames, we just want to finish off on it. I heard one the other day, um, Tyrone Roberts, the flight attendant. Why? Because apparently he just always walks around a smile. You know how like, flight attendants walk up and down the aisle? Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah They've got yeah. that fixated smile on their face and it just never yeah. leaves them. Yep. Must put an immense strain on the cheek muscles. But apparently Tyron Roberts is... <laughs> Tyron Roberts, like when you um, smoke weed and you laugh. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you laugh so hard that your cheeks hurt. And then when you start to think about it, you keep laughing more. And it's actually a real, real painful situation. But apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently Tyron oh. Roberts is like that. But Just, I'd have made it school. You'd probably know him through a few degrees of separation. Nick Shoulders. And we called him Lenny because he just... His normal face, like he couldn't <laughs> frown. Like if he was real sad, it would still be just a smile, but it wouldn't be as high. We got him Lenny from that bloke off uh, the Simpsons. Simpsons. mate, that got the dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he does that. He was. Just, he actually has that moment when he's crying in that episode, but he can't. You can't tell because his, his <laughs> smiles. What's mate? Lenny and his other drinking but uh, Lenny Barney. Carl. Lenny, oh, Carl. That's Carl. A, mate, me. They're down at um, Moses quite a bit, aren't they? Yeah. Quite. I actually had a. I actually, somebody asked me the other day. He goes, "You know, when you hear those, um, um, a guy walks into a bar joke. Yeah. What bar do you picture when you hear those jokes? Most. Fuck. You just you just nailed that. Hundred yeah, percent. A lot of people would. I reckon would say most. Mine is like more a. It's like a dot, like a dive bar. In uh, one in Hong Kong, I used to go to. Actually, it's quite a thin, narrow one. Do you want to give it's a shout like out? Sitting along the side. What's that? Do you want to give the bar a shout-out in case they're listening? Because you're quite big in Hong Kong. It's called, like... Uh, I can't remember what it was called now. It was down the road from where I lived. But it was a real dive bar. People smoked in it. Um, yes. it was, that's what I imagined or, or thought about when they said that joke. Yeah, I, I tell you what, Mose, that really just... Oh, I, 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 I rate that. Oh, what that's was exactly Mose? Did Mose have a jukebox? Uh, they had stalls along the front where your Chief Wiggins and even your Dr. Hibbert... Car, um, I can't remember his first name. Julius Hibbert, I think. That have boy Hibbert. That would sit there, but um, it wasn't a great bar. I don't I think. I don't think it was, you know, very well populated at the best time. Anyway, um, I was just thinking the other day, right? Rusty, Russell Crowe. Just fuck, we are lucky to have him, aren't we? As an owner in the sport, just. If you follow him on, if you don't follow him on Twitter, go and follow him on Twitter. His his just love of rugby league, and it makes me think like the characters that you could have owning a team. I think that's where the league is missing out because more rusties and Eric Watson, when who used to own the Warriors, he was a pretty low profile, but he was a pretty rich, influential, powerful man. And I just think that the NRL are missing, you know, a few characters. Um, is there any other private owners apart from? Rusty? 
Uh, the, the, the Titans have been bought by a consortium or something, haven't they? Well, Wynn own a bit of St. George, don't they? The St. Mary's. Yeah, but I want a figurehead. I want a rusty. There's no other, like, guy that just owns what about a team. Penn? Scott Penn. Now, here's the CEO. Who's the, who owns Manly? It is Penn, isn't it? Mm, yeah, you might be well, right. Down was involved. It's all... I know, but, like, again, there's not that figurehead. Like, the know. NFL and the NBA, the owners are just, like... Larger than no, life. Like when Bob Kraft the other day, an 88-year-old man, after the Super Bowl, they won the Super Bowl, got caught in a sting getting a rub and tug. Which I thought was it, and it seems to have all blown over, has it? Because it just sounded like a, an 80-year-old guy going in getting a rub and tug is just not really something that guy needs to really put up with in terms of the controversy, <laughs> does he? Absolutely not. Like, what he's doing at that stage of his life is completely above board. And it made me think, actually, like, other female rub and tugs, do they exist? Uh, well, yeah, apparently. My wife's mate, actually, in Hong Kong, and I don't know if she, she, she didn't strike me as an absolute banterer, but she said that the, at the Mandarin Oriental in Hong Kong, you would, uh, when you got a, a female got a massage, they got a happy ending. Really? And now, I, I, how can I ever really try that out? You, well, you're never going to know. And that's what made me think, is the gap in the market, like it actually just maybe tactically, you know, setting up a couple of spas. And I think quite a nice approachable name for them is getting a fanicure. Like, yeah, nice. <laughs> you don't get a manicure, that's obviously, or a pedicure. You get a fanicure, maybe you could sort of, you know, it sounds like, hey, girls, just, just off this afternoon, you get a mani, pedi, fanny. Like you could actually like have the, the holy trinity. I mean, and that actually sounds like a respectable professional business, but um, yeah, definitely a gap in the market. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess I, I think with so who's giving it? Is it a female or a male? Well, I think either, you can order off the menu, can't you? Yeah, but I think males would be probably pretty bad at it. Yeah, I think uh, probably probably more if it's just a transaction. Maybe you just go for someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, irrespective of gender. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I just maybe females aren't. I mean, the mate. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It obviously makes a market. I mean, a lot of it's it's legal in most countries these days, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. From all reports, but anyway, um, potential business out there for any of the listeners if they're looking to diversify their um, portfolio. Talking about businesses, surely, and you've brought this up as you're a debut player to um, Super Coach NRL. Why can't they just get a decent app? Oh, the super coach. So I've played fantasy football for 11 years and love it. Playing a great league, um, which you're well familiar with. And so this is the first year that I've gone across the fantasy NRL super coach, which has been quite enjoyable. But it's just, it's like fucking playing Commodore 64 compared to like a Mac. It's just the slowest, shittest app. I wonder, are there any other decent platforms out there? I mean, the stats don't even happen in real time. You have to get these updates on Monday. It's like they're posting them away to a fucking stat centre and mailing them back again. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, I know. But that's one, on terms of businesses, is there a market just to yes. get out of Rupert Murdoch and just get a decent app done? Um, I thought about then- it, because you, but you just need to have, you need to be able to buy the third-party stats. So there'll be a third-party that, that take all the stats of the NRL and they would probably contract out to the NRL yeah, but do think, they, how, how accurate do they have to be? Oh, they'll be... Well, I mean, I, t- I thought about rugby league, like, 
I mean, how many people in the NFL do you reckon are watching the games counting the tackles? Like, because it's yes. at such a scale. These tackles, like, to count them in real time, it's a fucking ordeal. Oh, I've done it once. New Zealand versus Great Britain, mm. 2006 Tri-Nations, Chile yep. Tri-Nations. Yep. Um, I actually did it for Sky Sports UK, and it was... It was me and a mate, Hickey, and we used to, it was quite, because you can't actually enjoy the game either, because you've got to like, look at the fence and go, uh, Jamie Peacock uh, and uh, Lee Gilmore, and then you've got to work teamwork, it's quite difficult, that was at ground level though. And so who was, were you, were you just yelling out and someone was writing them down, or you doing both? So I think we were, no, so we did each team, so one guy did Great Britain and the other guy did New Zealand, mm. and basically if, so, so if I was New Zealand... I needed him, so when Great Britain had the ball, he basically had to say, um, Brent Webb and Steve Maddai tackle, or, you know, yeah. and I had to do the, and then you just do the old, it's like scoring in cricket, dot, dot, five. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's right, when we but bumped, no, in, we bumped into like any, In any rugby winners. league, which you don't, I'm not, and that's one thing, even at lower grades rugby league, um, mm. even when I was playing, you had a stats man. Like, you know, the local bloke that used to, you know, probably not really? the chocolates. Yeah, you'd, do, you'd, t- you'd come off your game and they'd say, oh, Jack, 26 tackles, 14 hit-ups. Whereas, did Union ever get to that? Were other contact sports? I'm not they, sure. They, it was just, it was not, I'm sure they probably do now. Our, um, our cricket club um, back in Christchurch, Christchurch High School Old Boys, we had a scorer and his nickname was Minge Gobbler. <laughs> and will Minji for sure. Lovely guy. I think he but, he had some sort of mental disability, but exactly they're, they're the best for stat. Oh, they're the best for stat. Like just stat a lovely squad. guy. But that was that makes me feel pretty bad though because remember, and we've probably told this yarn a few times on this uh, forum uh, on this podcast. But when you and I were at the 2008 um, opening game of the World Cup and. Eddie Hemmings and Steve, we were waiting around after the games of like trying to get autographs and stuff. And mm-hmm. Eddie Hemmings and um, what's his name, Steve O, had, had finished interviewing. I don't know, bloody um, Sam Tompkins or Leon Pross or something. And I yelled out, "Hey, Eddie, hey, uh, Steve O!" And they go, "Oh, hey!" Because and the I went, "Stato, it's Stato. you, Stato." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was very good. Um, speaking of English rugby league. Probably someone who's at this stage of his career is going a little bit under the radar. But I think when you sort of spend half your career in the UK and half your career in Australia, there is a lack of like someone actually like bringing together premier games. Um, I think you should be counting right. professional games, not just NRL games or Super League games. But James uh, Graham okay. right, yep. has played 389 games. Now he's, he's going to hit the 400 mark in about 11 weeks' time, depending on the buy. Where does he rate for you, like, at this stage of his career? How, how good is he? Um, he's certainly slowed down a bit, but when he came on, he played 135 games for the Dogs. I think his last season probably wasn't his best, and he's probably had a new lease of life in St. George. He, 2012 to 2015, he was probably as good as a front-row forward you had in the game. Yeah, look, where does he? We talked about Tamlo the other day, or the other a few minutes ago. He's definitely not at that sort of level, but he's a guy you want around your club. He's so when you say the three hundred eighty nine games, I have to, you have to have to say though that 
it's not necessarily a comparing apples with apples um, stat because in the UK Super League they play a hell of a lot more games. They like play about forty, I think early forty. If they play, you generally can play forty or forty-ish games a year, maybe low forties, because you have league, your cup ties, you start earlier, uh, you have a couple of midweeks. It's so. You can't compare apples with apples with that. But, I mean, where's James Graham? He's going to be remembered as an absolute trier. Unfortunately, he's never won a premiership. I don't even think in the Super League or the NRL yet. And I said it, someone was asking me the other day, and I said to them, look, I'd hate for James Graham to retire at the end of next year if he does and have never won a premiership or, to me, which is almost more important, never beaten Australia. Wow, and that to me is something that it just it's, it, it, that would be the cherry on his sort of, uh, especially if he never wins a premiership, we're not likely to just beating us. And that's again, Sonny Bill Williams. Everyone can say, "Oh, he's achieved everything in the game." He never beat Australia. No, he drew with Australia, which I was um, I was at that game. Back to Graham. Yeah. He won a World Club Challenge as well. He's definitely beaten. New Zealand on multiple occasions. He hasn't had a title. But how did he get away with biting Billy Slater's ear in the 2014 Grand Final? I know. Because he was British and like they were new to the sort of comp at that stage. Well, 2012, and I guess, 2012 Grand Final, wasn't it? 2012, yeah, 2012, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's one of those things that People never seem to forget Dugan and Ferguson having a cruiser on a roof, but they get rid of they forget Graham's bite so quickly. So Graham denied the charge, but despite inconclusive video footage, was widely condemned. What subse- do you mean inconclusive? You could see him biting his ear. Subsequently suspended for twelve matches in a hearing lasting ten minutes. So back then. He was. A, he, I've always felt it was so misunderstood. You didn't really know Graham was before he was coming out and doing a lot of media over here. Yeah. He's opened up lately, and you, and you just can see he's just a lovely guy. He's the kind of guy you fucking want in your foxhole. You go to war with. Yeah. Um, but you didn't know much about him then. And when I saw him bite Slater's ear, I was just like, "This cunt's a savage. Like he is literally just he'll do anything." Um, oh mate, he's and. He's been quite controversial with some of his calls on um, concussion the last couple of weeks. But fuck it, me. Not really, dude. though. He's yeah. being honest. And yeah. like, what else do you want? Just honesty. He's like, what, he, what sort of other job am I going to be doing that could get like a quarter of what I'm on now? I'm going to take a few bashes around the head for it. Yeah. He took on Peter Fitzsimons and wrote a pretty good article, if you haven't read that, about, um, you know, just it sounds like he's really sort of dived into the concussion area and educated himself um, on the... Exactly. On and the, it's, it, and the way he's done it, it's, it, it's it's a great example of... It's easy just to go to one side and say, oh, yeah, you know, concussion's bad, which it is. But you, you also need to offset it with some of the good stuff like massive hits gives you. Mm. Like toughness and um, entertainment and guys that wouldn't even get off a uh, stop-go sign earning multi millions over their career mm. yeah what I a, think... what a, that's a, that's great that's great and that's why i love the nba nrl nfl i find it's one of the most uh one of the best way to best ways to like get wealth redistribution mm. 
Yeah, no, I think I think he's an all-time great. He's an all-time great English forward. You know, probably in a handful of guys, especially in our era, that the last twenty-five years, there hasn't been too many better players in the English jersey than him. How many more seasons? So he signed a three-year deal with St George. Uh, did he? So I'd say at the end of next year, you'd probably he'd probably be ready to go, wouldn't he? Well, he's thirty-three right now. Made his debut when he was eighteen, but um, he's running around this afternoon. Against the Knights this evening. this evening, yeah, this evening. So big game, Knights Dragons at McDonald Jones Stadium. I think I'm leaning towards the Knights here. I feel pretty good about it now that um, Pongaganda is back at fullback. I think that'll yep. make a massive, massive difference. Mason Lino making his debut for the Knights. I'm looking really looking forward to seeing that. Now a, a, a Knights Dragons game. For a neutral observer, here's something funny about it. I'm not sure whether it's in the past the two clubs have sort of traded players quite a bit. What is it? There's something about those games where they they're just they're a little bit more interesting than a Knights Panthers or something on well, a consistent it's, it's basis. The, it's this. It should be the Sims Cup, shouldn't it? Because Terry yeah. and Corbin have both played for both teams, um, and they've got obviously a little bit of uh, oh Tyson Frizzell's been named. Interesting. I, I feel like I enjoyed some of their um, clashes in the early 90s. And I, I, I sometimes wonder about it. I sometimes think my subconscious when I was young watching league, like in the you know early 90s, and there's a Kiwi, I think we had to watch on two sports action. Hmm. It was like a 4pm was it a four PM or 6pm game on a Sunday night, and it was just something else. And I think some of those games, and I, there must have been a few night St. George games, where you had the Beatties, um, uh, Potters, and the Ashley Gordons, Johnny Schusters from Newcastle, which must be just subconsciously ingrained in my head, and I sort of get a little bit excited now when I just see those two colours run against each other. Interesting, yeah, isn't it? Always, always good, isn't it? It's, it's a, it's a real classic NRL. They, did you see that um, on NRL.com? They had that nineteen ninety nine classic uh, contest between the Knights and the Dragons the other day. No, oh, I, I actually flipped it through to you. you must not have, must have a look at it, but okay. Geez, the Dragons bombed the '99 title, didn't they? Just by well, they weren't playing the Knights. No, but this was just a, a round twenty-six game, and it was just a oh, yeah. cracker. Um, Luke Cannon fullback. It was the Johnses. It was. Um, oh, me. I think actually Blacklock might have been playing fullback in that game. Um, okay. But I mean, the, the the Dragons bombed that '99 grand final just with mental softness and and the toughness of Melbourne and the experience of Melbourne got them because the Dragons were brilliant that yeah. season, weren't they? The Dragons were... Ve- that was their first year merged. Yep. Yeah. And it was like a goodbye for Mark Coyne, Rod Wishart, Brad Mackay. So yep. a lot of sort of, of the veterans. But then you had the Mundine, Blacklock, Trent Barrett, Luke Pattons, Craig Fitzgibbons coming through. It was so actually were, a stacked team. Because Illawarra and St. George were two decent first-grade sides. Like So the, the next year they played, they actually took the cream of it. So it's almost like... They weren't so. Ninety, I think they were like bottom of the sort of eight type thing. So it's like merging. Um, I'm sort of saying Tigers and Panthers now. Mm. So you if you did that and you got the pick, you're gonna have a very, very good football side. That's gonna definitely straight away compete with the top five, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. No doubt about it. I think going around today, Rava Lava. It's probably his last crack at it, isn't it? Yeah, Mr. Bombastic. He's um, fucking all, okay, To be honest, I haven't seen much of him, but all I hear from everyone is he's raw 
Um, or another one is, has he even watched League? And that, <laughs> that to me is classic. Like, sometimes we do get overexcited by a beautiful, physical, Fijian specimen of a winger. Hmm. And I even think some of the coaches would do. And they would probably even ask them, have you actually watched League? <laughs> Mate, he's, he is out of place. Because it's, it's funny, like, League, we, it takes things so, for, for granted so much in terms of a sport. Like, League is very simple, right? Mm-hmm. And we think it's very simple, but still, if you haven't seen it before, it like you can't just watch three games and know all the intricacies. No. Yeah, it, it, he, 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 I think that basically showed him a video of playing a ball between his legs, and they said, you'll be right, mate. You're on, you're on your way. Although Sivo from Parramatta, he looks sensational. Yeah, I brought him on a supercoach team. He just doesn't seem to be a try-scoring machine, though, but he seems to get Fuck. the... He was good, forward. He's still no Rad Rady yet, though, is he? He yeah, was a freak. But, but Simi didn't st- set the world on fire like his first season. It was just, oh, here goes another Fiji and winger that'll be gone in two uh, years. He scored a hat-trick against the Buddy Warriors first round 2014, I think it was. But he had half a season the, the season before where he was just sort of running around for a shit Eels team on the wing. Um, but tell you what, for the, for the Dragons, Timoteo Lafai, he just has these spurts of form, doesn't he? Like, yeah. I mean, if he wrote a book, it would be... How to play good in rounds one to five, the Tim Timoteo Lafai story. He literally is the best centre in the comp for a few weeks and then he must just not stop training or something. Like how how do you be that good at the start of the season and get worse? Usually like it's the other way around. You slow start, you know, like an Isaac Luke, and then you yep. shed that fat that you've put on over the off season and you get yep. fit. Lafai's like the other way around. Starts good and completely fades into oblivion near the end of the year. But if you actually look at the Dragons, if you look at this back line, right? Dufty, Pereira, Aiken, Lafai, Ravalava. I think that's the worst back line in the competition from, from one to five. And Norman and Hunt, pretty good halves pairing there. But, oh, the Titans back line is shit. Yeah, but that, that Dragons. Oof. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up Lafine. I used to get him and Tim Simona mixed up all the time. Mm. Where would Tim Simona be these days if he wasn't such a idiot, let's say? Well, he was... He was Fucking hot and cold. He was, but it's, who else has got Masters? And who's the other centre they got at the... Who is the other centre at the moment for the Tigers? Now Lawrence... Well, Lawrence wouldn't play centre anyway. Oh, it's centre um, for the Tigers. Oh, shit. Not, it's um, not Meta. It's not um, the Momorowski. Fuck, who played there the other night? Oh. Um, I think I will just check it for you, mate, very quickly. Oh, we need to do it. We need to know this. We were the 467th... Best podcast in league. It is Robert Jennings. It's not a Kiwi. Oh yeah, Robert Jennings. I wouldn't have got that. Quote. I wouldn't have got that. I I don't know my Jennings. um, I tell you, I I have to put my hand up and say I I do not know the difference between Robert and George Jennings. Yeah, so Robert was the one that scored a lot of tries for South last year on the wing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a lot of lot of talk during the week just about roosters and. How I mean, I've had a lot of people to say that they're going to go back to back, just no doubt about it. And it's I went up to this, um, I went up to this bloke in the pub on Friday night. Is it the Henson, which is like the Newtown Jets home pub? Hang on, I was going to ask you, why did you end up going all the way over there? Oh, we just have a quarterly sort of get together for work and pick a different oh, for, part of Sydney. All, all the ideas she just take them somewhere different. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Okay. And just got out to the inner west, so I went to the Henson. Yep. And I went up to this guy. I had a few, had a few sherbets. Went up to this guy who was just watching league, and I said to him, and it was kind of five minutes to go in the Warriors Titans game, and I said, 
do you think we're watching the 2019 premiers right now, mate? <laughs> and he just turns around and goes, you're off your fucking head, mate. And he goes, the Roosters will win. No doubt about it. Roosters will go back to back. I go, you're a big oh. Roosters, man. He goes, nah, I'm a Newtown Jets, man. But why can someone be that... Like, there's facts. Like, you've got to look at the facts. And last time someone won a um, back-to-back was 92-93, right? And that was... They theoretically had a salary cap, but they didn't really. Now, I just... Fuck. I just think it's so difficult to win a back-to-back. The facts are there. People spouting off about it already that they can go back-to-back is pretty... You know, the Storm are going to be there, for instance. It's a, I don't know. I just, I, I would say they're not favourites because of the, the difficulty in going back-to-back. That is proven and it's factual. Well, Trent Robinson, 2013, he won it in his rookie year, didn't he? Yeah. Then he's won quite a number of minor premierships and finals and hasn't got to a grand final. So he's got, he's, he's got to a grand final, he's won them both. 2013 and 2018. But 14, 15, 16, 17... He won two additional minor premierships and didn't make the finals. So this is no different for a Trent Robinson Roosters side to look fucking sensational, finish top, and then bow it in the semis. And I think when it comes down to it, you have to have a huge amount of motivation to be able to go back to back. And when it comes down to a crunch semi, when you're coming around against a team like the Storm, who are freaks, um, or let's just say a Bunnies, who haven't had any success really since 2014, that are completely motivated, that roster's turned over, you know, Significantly, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I guess... you have to fucking really dig deep and want it, and then that's when you're going to judge the roosters. So it's easy to say they'll go back to back. Now, I still would say they're going to have um, they're going to have some down periods, um, but yeah, if I had to put my life on, I'd go my favourite now: Storm, then Rabbitohs, then Roosters. I think I'm still then Bronx put... Sharks. The Broncos now. Broncos Broncos. come good, mate. It's round four. Glamour Glamour clubs come good. The Broncos will come good. But I think despite the Sharks losing to the Eels last night, um, they had a lot of people out. I I think the Sharks have overtaken the Broncos for me in terms of of prospects for the four. So the Sharks are snuck into my four. Um, Don't sleep on the Raiders too. Hmm. Yeah, maybe not. Fuck, man. They are big. They always just... How big's Papali? Like, seriously, is he the biggest man in the NRL? <laughs> yeah, and BJ Lloyd were running down it, yeah. With a bit of funk, a bit of reggae about him. Jeez, he, he's not an attractive proposition to tackle, is he? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, he just looks <laughs> like he's... You know, like, those guys that you tackle that you always end up hurting yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's a guy that you would just get injured just tackling him. He's just enormous. Hey, what's happened yeah. to Joseph Tapane? Is he... he played last night. No, he didn't. He did. Did he? Oh, no, no, he didn't. You're right, actually. Sorry, getting in my rapana because I saw... I follow Kelsey Cop on um, Instagram, who I thought was Joseph Tapane's missus, but I've got it confused. He's actually Jordan uh, Rapana's missus. So I, I think he's just... You know, he broke his thumb, mate. He's got to be out for eight weeks. Ah, uh, because he's another guy that comes back into the side. Jeez, they are. They're good. They're officially good. Would you be worried if you're the Cowboys? Uh, I just hope you start getting. You need two or three more wins before. When does Tamalotta get back? Around ten or something? Around eleven? Mm. Fuck. Mm. 
God, he'll just as soon as Tao Malolo steps into that changing shed, and you're getting putting your boots on, and you can look over and see those thighs about ten meters away. You just confidence would just you'd be you'd feel like you're just unbeatable, right? Yeah, that, I mean, getting a player like that back on the field is just going to help. Like tomorrow, Martin will grow another arm. It'll just it's just is tomorrow Martin a first grader? No, and in fact, I think I sent it out to your a couple of forums. You're on too. What? Who? Which player um, over the years has just failed to live up to his junior potential in terms of first grading? And I think Tamara Martin's up there, mm. as long with Ash Taylor as well. But Tamara had big raps on him, especially as Kiwis. We always like to keep our, um, our ears to the ground in terms of young, up and coming Kiwi talent. And there's some big raps given to Tamara about you know being as good as Benji, if not better. But he's just had a good debut too, won a field goal, one bit Brisbane, I think it was, with a field goal. He's just, ever since he, um, wow, I don't know if I've been true, but ever since, it just went backwards. He's just, he's just, since his debut for the Panthers, he hasn't done anything. Speaking no. of Ash Taylor, I'm sorry, but people blame Garth Brennan and have a crack at Garth Brennan. Ash Taylor... I, I would struggle to find a starting half in the NRL that's worse than him. In fact, he is for a million dollars, and this is a crazy thing that like some you know supporters would have a crack at Johnson being paid that. I've covered that to death in the past. Ashley Taylor is absolutely appalling. He is never going to win you a close game. He's got no ticker. He's just not good at football. Like he's just not a good player, and he's I think never he's made, really. I, 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 I think. I think he's a good player. I think there's some mental issues there, just about... What, what, what has he ever shown you that's made you think that he's good, other than oh, just he, listening to him? That's why he I has shown glimpses. He He's shown glimpses. He's just... There's something going on with him. Lee, he was a star growing up, and just playing for the Titans has really rocked his confidence. But that's... Fuck it. If you're oh, a good shit. player, you don't care who exactly. you play. Exactly. For a million bucks, you go and lead. No, I agree. It's not good enough. Um, on salaries good. and whether they're worth it, someone... You know Clint Govins on 750k? How do you know that? Oh, I don't know. Someone just texted me the other day. Mate, I don't know it, but I'm just, let's assume he is. Gutho's a really is good player. Is he worth it? Yeah, I think he is. Fuck, okay. He's just he's, a, he's a footballer. He goes he goes into the footballer category. A guy that you should, just... He does it all. Teammates, people love him, don't they? Yeah. And remember when he came on the wing for Manly? Yep, early yep. doors, right? Started yep. off on Manly. And you just thought, this guy looks... Terrible, and got to the. Um, he started playing six for the Eels when they were just depleted with injury, and he actually started going real good two or three yeah, years I know. ago. He's just, and he's a bit of a media darling too. I think he's he's not a franchise player, but no. maybe fifty k for that sort of. No, but he's, he's your, if he's your like fourth best player, fourth or fifth best player, that's where you want him. You yeah, want him to be your first or second best player. But you want him to be no, sort no. of, you know. I rate yeah. him. I think he was fantastic last night. He's been really good all year. Um, last night, dare I say it, and I'm a big enough man to admit it, but Mitchell Moses, fuck, he looked good. He actually had a blind no, no. game. He's looked good before, though. We all know that. The Tigers early on. But, but yeah, he sort Brayton of seems Nasta, to... Braithen Nasta, Steve Roach, and Brenton Speed got together last night, and they started talking him up to be a, a, a half for New South Wales. And Nasta should not be allowed to comment on any player that he's ever played with. I mean, fucking Anasta. He's got to go. He is so bad. And to think I actually used to like him. Did he play with Moses? Yeah, at the Tigers. 
Right, you, you might be right. We had two years at the Tigers, where Braith was sort of playing six, bit of thirteen. But I, I guess what is actually bringing that conversation up, and you know, we hate talking about state rep football this early on in the season, but there's a lot of question marks over Nathan Cleary's performance. None General play, I None know he's no, nah. really. Okay. He's just he's just on, he's just playing behind a fucking average Panthers pack at the moment. The Panthers look really bad. Yeah, and, and you, I actually you, think you're two mate, and two. They're two and two. I think, actually, last year they had Trent Merrin. Obviously, Kikau's just come back, but Kikau, um, Corey Hawera Naira, and Fisher Harris. And I reckon to not have Trent Merrin and Corey Hawera Naira, they just have a lot of football in them. And obviously, Kikau's back now, but him not being there, um, they have just a lot of flair and stuff. And I feel like the Panthers have kind of gone into this real vanilla type of um, offense and it's just not good to watch. They'll work it out. But one thing that they have to do, they've got to get rid of Dylan Edwards for good, eh? They've just got to fuck him off and put DWZ to the back who for some reason when he's at fullback, he just changes completely into a different player. Have you seen how many errors Dylan Edwards has made in the last couple of weeks? He's made a few shockers, But I mean, to be honest, DWZ hasn't been... um uh, his hands aren't clean either. He made a lot of errors the other day he as well. I mean, it was just look... a pretty disgusting game oh. in those last 30 minutes in terms of both could not complete a set. No. Um, um, Tigers really shot himself in the foot there. And our boy, Isana Masters, missing those kicks. Yeah. Um, as well as just them not being able to complete. Geez, we we heard about some pretty dirty um, Tigers fans on oh. Friday night. And I, 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 I know how they feel. Bloody oath. Um, but there's Dylan Edwards as one, right? But the one, the other guy that surprised me the most the last two weeks, something is wrong with a guy that I thought was going to be, you know, potentially take the NRL by storm this year. Jermaine Sarko has oh. been arguably the worst player on the field the last two weeks. Well, is it second year syndrome? Uh, it, you could call it that. You'd call God, it that. He's been bad. He's been bad, and you know you have to. These people Dropping balls. I know, I know. Look, I'm not happy about it either. But look, I think we just got to ride this out. Everyone has their ups and downs, and you know whether Seabold is the right guy for a young Polynesian to like have a bit of a shoulder to talk to. I think Bennett would probably probably be able to get. I'd have more confidence in Wayne Bennett perhaps oh, getting yeah. Jermaine's head right quicker and getting him back into good football. Who are they got next week? The Broncos. I haven't even really looked at next week's. Um, I don't like. To, I don't look to look ahead. I like to take one one round at a time, Jack. Um, but they are at home to the Tigers on Thursday night at Suncorp Stadium. Two desperate, oh. desperate teams. Um, Jeez. So now I sort of now I, I think now I sort of that pain that Tigers fans sort of showed actually resonates a bit when you've got to do that trip. So Anthony Seabolt. Souths won two of their final seven games last year. They should have won the minor premiership, and they should have made a grand final. Seabold, this year, if you add to his start this year, he's only won three of his past 11 at NRL level. Yeah. He is probably feeling the heat a little bit at the moment. And he would be up at, um, in Brisbane, and so he, so he should be, you know? You want to... Yeah, I mean, he wanted to go to the like, his decision to go to Brisbane. I thought was interesting given yeah. his career. Was that what it was? Yeah, he's from up that way. Although Queenslanders just always give it that. Like, just don't just yeah. fucking well, wake up and moves away from oh. family for work. Like, if he stayed two or three more years at the Rabbitohs, he'd built something quite good there. He's a, yeah, I, just I, I was gutted about that. 
Friday. How that played obviously out. Obviously, Brisbane was sort of falling out with Wayne, but for his personal development and his career, staying two two more years at the yep. Rabbitohs was not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, looking at the Raiders, right, and we we sort of said a couple of weeks ago we liked we liked the way they look, and they had a chance of a bounce back here because two years ago, infamously. Um, and Edric Mubut Lee away from making a grand final. Last year, quite often you have a bad year following like a real heartbreaking loss, but maybe naturally they are, um, and they've got a couple of great buys, but the Raiders are going to be really good. They looked happy last night. They're reggae, and in the changing rooms after the game, just made me think, right, what kind of music? Like I've got five teams, right? I just want to run by you, and obviously after they sing the team song, you know, things, everyone's icing down, and there's a little, probably, bit of a party atmosphere for about 30 to 40 minutes. They're having a, just a quiet drink. What do, what kind of music do you reckon goes in the Raiders' changing rooms? Uh, well, they're an interesting bunch, because they've sort of, they've got a few country boys there, they've got a few um, from English the old boys? Dart, and, well, actually, before you, and, interestingly enough, um, Ricky said that they built that 90s, that early 90s team on, Boys from New Zealand country, you know, they put that pricked up the Pongiers and the Lomaxes and the the Hoppies. They 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 they're good like the Raiders. They're, desperation breeds innovation, and they sort of look for different places to pick their players up. So, so what I'm, kind of music? For the, what do you reckon? Oh, Cotton Eye Joe. Okay, so just maybe just like more take the piss, like go around, hoe down kind of stuff. Josh Hodgson's in the middle, banging, banging yeah, 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 okay. yeah, and you got that big Corey Horsberg, like like sort of. Um, and his undies, his big, yeah, the big nice. doing the little lasso with his jersey. Okay, okay. Storm. Um, Storm, a, quite a big Polynesian sort of influence down there. But then you got Bellamy and the Dale, Dale Finacane is actually very good on the guitar. Mm-hmm. So he's actually, uh, I'd say for them, they'd have uh, maybe Emma Parkey, System Virtue. <laughs> Get out of it. Oh, I reckon, no. I, I reckon, I that many songs I reckon they've just got, you know, they're very... Um, like Cam Smith, um, yeah, sort of like your sensible kind of guys, you know, out of the big three, previously your Kronks. I think they're going more, you know, just today FM, just just banging yeah, um, big, big... Does Cam Smith leave early, though? Oh, he wouldn't nah. hang around too much at nah, the... No, Kronk would have left early. Um, what? It, it, what? Yeah, carry yeah, on. I've got, I got three more for you. The Roosters. The Roosters are... Again, you've got Trent Robinson, a big problem, but what club Very doesn't Polynesian. have Polynesian? Yeah. Um, Sydney's East, what sort of music resonates with that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe bloody. a bit of Rufus or exists, you know, yeah. a little bit of domestic Aussie sort of dance. Presets. Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty, bit of presets back in the day. I just, one thing about the presets, what was that song they sung? Um, uh, we, the big All one. My People. Yeah, the, yeah the, I've never... The, the one sort of demographic that really struck a tune with was Irish backpackers slash itinerant workers. They just loved yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a song that was very synonymous with when I moved here in t- 2008. The presets were massive, and so were the, um, the pot bellies, which always real Irish bass. They sing that song, Don't Look Back, which yeah, is yeah, on the yeah. oh, they're, not, they're not actually they're Aussie, aren't they? Oh, I think that Irish Aussie, yeah. Irish Aussie, oh, like that bloody comedian that did that movie, The Crack. Potentially. Okay, two two more teams to follow. I mean, the Warriors is pretty self-explanatory. You've got Nisha Mystic. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, and then the, the Broncos, which... Shit, you, 
You're probably getting a sneaky sound button. system. I got lots of whatever it's called. Pictures. I just feel that reminds me of the Broncos that Take song for somewhere. But that's hey. ten years ago. What's the modern version of that? Uh, I'm not really up with it. Um, mm. Makes you think, though. Obviously, the team song always goes first. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They they bang on the drums and all yeah. that. Um, I'd agree. Yeah. All right. Um, Salary cap is another one thing I wanted just to chat about. And I kind of got a few answers on Twitter recently. And that was all coming from the Roosters and just how good the Roosters are, blah, blah, blah. I still think that they're potentially avoiding the cap. But I, I made a suggestion that... Potentially? Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course they are. Um, but, you know, why don't the... You know, I asked a question, actually, someone on Twitter. Why don't the NRL just increase the value of the salary cap by the amount that you're allowed to have third-party payments, right? So just go, fuck off third-party payments. We're going to increase the cap by that amount. And someone came back and said, well, there's actually no limit on third-party payments. So why don't you just have a hard cap? Oh, uh, there is. No, that's what he... I've, I was told by a pretty reliable sources, actually no limit. Mm, I don't, I don't, don't, don't uh, agree with that. Well, if you can do some research, where the fuck is the salary cap that I can just actually read it? I couldn't find it. There's but a good you, Wikipedia article if, about if it. That's, if that's the case, right, if there is a limit, then increase the cap by that limit, make it a hard limit, and have no third-party payments count... And then anyone that actually gets a third-party payment um, that's counted, I guess, that's kind of like a dodgy one, then just fuck them. So yep. that, that's more of a hard and fast rule. But then actually thinking about it, if a third-party payment, how is a third-party payment different to a normal sponsorship endorsement? So how is it different to um, Chris Paul in the NBA doing an ad for State Farm? And how does that, that doesn't count, right, against a, an NBA salary cap. So how the fuck, it's pretty confusing. It made me think, so a third party is an official sponsor of the club that are basically paying you to do nothing. But they'll say, oh, we'll have a few appearances. It's pretty, f- you're either in or you're out for me though. I, think- I have no idea what you're talking about at the moment. Really? No, like. This- is, 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 are you taking the piss out of me or are you saying, actually, it's just a very confusing area? It's quite confusing, but you've set, but you've started off with what I believe is an, un, an untruth. That, that just doesn't it doesn't make sense that third parties would not because like, then what's the point of even having a salary cap? Well, that's that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, and Greenberg came out okay, on Twitter Greenberg oh, said, "Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've just gone to NRL operations website. Mm. Okay, now obviously we know that the base salary cap for the top thirty players is nine point one million dollars. I thought it was nine point two, but we're not going to argue about that." What players can earn outside the salary cap? $100,000 motor vehicle allowance. A maximum amount of five vehicles may be provided to players in the top 30 outside the salary cap, valued at $20,000 each. So there you get your Toyotas. I'll send you a new Toyota Corolla or something. Unlimited. Players can earn unlimited amounts from corporate sponsors who are not associated with the club. Yeah, that's like a normal good. do not use the game's intellectual property. Good. No club logos, jerseys, or M's. Provided these are pre-approved by... These are yeah. So hang on. So let's say uh, Greg Inglis can... Um, he plays for the Rabbitohs. Can just do a Mazda ad. Yep. And get paid unlimited. And that's fine. It's a free market. Yep. So what about... Do they go into the actual... The sponsors associated with the club? Yeah, so you can't... Obviously, so who sponsors South these days? That bloody Equiland, the property developer. Well, well, read on. Read on. What else does it say below that? Is that it? Um, but these are pre-approved. They're going to be pre-approved by both the players' club and NRL. 
These agreements may not be negotiated by the club as an incentive for yeah. a player to yeah. sign a contract, yeah. nor can they be guaranteed by the club. But that is where it gets dodgy. I mean, Politis will have these fucking... Um, of course, and, and this, is, this, is, this is where I think the potential rorting of a cap is obviously in, you know, your Politis... And that's another name I was looking for with Russell Crowe. More Politis is in the world because he's obviously great. So Politis has his hooks into millions of probably different dollars and different people. And he's going, hook up CEO Siwa Takiaho with a 250 grand, um, yeah. blah, blah, that blah. That gets approved by the NRL, but then... Yeah, but you've um, got make it arm's length yeah. from the Roosters. Okay, so back onto this, right? So then you've got to go back and say, okay, so you're going to put that Roosters team under $9.1 million dollars. The top 30 players, right? Yeah, but now, what's the point now when I've just read that? that no, because it's, it's basically anyway. saying to, to you, you're confirming what I already know, is in a way, um, you can do what the fuck you want outside the cap as long as it's not negotiated by the club. But the you, thing is, like, if someone's going to throw some decent amount of money at Cameron Smith, they would actually, you'd see them on ads or something. Like, can you think of anywhere where Cameron Smith is doing... Well, is, I... I guess the rorting would be if Politis goes, hey, I'll give you this money to give to him in a black bag. Of course. But that, I mean, you could still do that, like a paper bag, just put it behind the pot plant of um, Cooper Cronk's Mossman house. I mean, mm. oh, where'd this come from? Oh, I'm not going to declare so, that. So I guess you have to go back to the salary cap in a way is actually true because if it's just a free-for-all outside of it, then that is what... It is. You can go and earn whatever money you deserve from being um, a popular face. But that means that generally you have to count that $9.1 million and divide up your players generally by that. So that means it leans even more, because I used to think that was third-party payments from the club. That means that basically Tedesco is what he's on. You have to count his salary under that $9.1 million along with every other 30 roosters. So it just makes it even more stupid that the roosters can fit that many players in a cap. Anyway... Um, uh, mate, you're preaching the converted here fuck. and probably most of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's, but to be honest, and I've said this again, I mean, if we if everyone played by the salary cap, then we wouldn't be able to see great teams like the Roosters. We'd have to wait to the pinnacle when you wait to see the Australian team play, I guess. Is, and now you're going to say I'm biased. Everyone's going to say I'm biased here. People are going to say I'm off my head. But uh, what I've seen in the last 12 NRL games... Four this year and eight last year. I believe that Joseph Manu is a more complete and better player than Latrell Mitchell. Am I, I, off, am I off my uh, head? When you say complete, I think he has uh, more aspects of his games cov- game covered. Um, look, if Latrell Mitchell continued this level all the way through till he is 30, I don't think Manu could catch up. But I just think there's a slip up still left in Latrell's career. But Mitchell is just flying into the... He is getting brushed off. He misses at a lot of tackles. He's a very ineffective defender. On his day, he's quite physical. You know, when yep. he muscles up to Will Chambers, yeah. etc. But he's a fucking ineffective tackler. But he's and a very... He's an amazing player. This is, this is how much I rate Joseph Manu. And Manu's so under the radar. Like, he does not get anywhere near the plaudits that Latrell does. And rightfully so. Um, it's an Australian competition, Australian hero in a trail. But Manu is just unbelievable. He's so strong. And he actually played one-on-one against Mitchell at the India Test in Auckland and fended him off a couple of times late in the game quite concerningly. 
um, how easy... <laughs> concerningly, not for us, but yeah, concerningly for uh, Politis. Yeah. Um, Roosters, obviously, yeah, you don't you don't think they're going to go there. I think they're going to have to be... They're going to be semi-final, minor premiership, big contenders, but fuck, it's, this is a pretty interesting season, isn't it? It's the same old, same old people, same old teams. Yep, but I mean... You said the Raiders. I'm not confident on them. It would be nice to um, get them to colour it up a bit. Um, yeah. Excuse the pun with that lime green. But gee, a grand final day with the Raiders involved would be fu- would be brilliant because I do feel Raiders fans are. Okay. I actually like Raiders fans. So do I. Just, I. love rugby league. I love Raiders down fans. To earth, I was and one. They've suffered a long time, so they're going to really appreciate a grand final when they do make it. I was a Raiders man from '89 to '94 to the start of the '95 season. So special special place in my heart, and they've been. They've been treated poorly from their club in, in a lot of different seasons, and mainly by putting Ricky Stewart, ramming Ricky Stewart down your throat, <laughs> <laughs> and the nepotism that runs with the Furners. But um, fuck, it's interesting to, to David Furness never getting a first grade gig again, is he? No, he's in Leeds, struggling along, isn't he? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Anything that you're looking forward to uh, this afternoon? It looks like a slam dunk for the Storm. Kieran Foran, fuck. Poor bloke, finally playing good footy. He is... He's never going to... He's never going to recapture that manly form, is he? No, but we'll remember him as as a New Zealander, as a a very good footballer in his day. He was unfortunate at the end of his career, but yeah. So, yeah, congratulations to Kieran on a a career which went up and down, but we'll remember the ups more than the downs. He's a very sustained period of... Being not injury prone for Manly, I don't feel like he missed a hell of a lot of games for Manly. But he didn't miss. He hardly missed any. Like but Para, was... half a season. Warriors, oh. half a season. Dogs, half a season. Last year and now half a season. He's had four half seasons in a row. And that's sure like, you got to get the quite. mind right to get the body right. Yeah, look good, play good. Quite. And you can't go around with a fucking samurai haircut, <laughs> Kieran. No, I oh know. And one of our one of the show's biggest fans, um, Ryan. Uh, Crib actually met him the other day in a surf shop and met his lovely wife, uh, Karina. So, yeah, shout out to the, the foreigners that are living on the central coast, I believe. Yeah, good Don't luck. they live there? Um, Maybe I, you do. Yeah, Training. I guess so. He's driving a couple of hours into yeah, each day. He's driving two yeah. hours to work. Yeah, I guess so. And you probably don't have to go through the peak traffic, right? Probably not. Um, all right, just quick squeeze ahead to next week. We covered on Broncos Tigers. At home, Titans at Seabus Super Stadium are hoping to go avoid 0-5. They've got the Panthers. Very uninspiring Panthers at the moment. Yeah, God, I'd love to see the hope the Titans win that. They are bad, man. Just and it's but their forward pack is unreal. I know, but they're not Tyrone Peachy, and I think we sort of. We were worried that this could happen. He is just not into it up there. Mm. Like, surely it's not that bad to live on the Gold Coast with your family. Maybe he doesn't have babysitters or something. Are there Titans fans putting their hand up to look after his kids on a Wednesday night so he can take the missus out? I don't know. They're just Something's not working up there for him. He is, again, we're talking about New South Wales State League, but you can't pick him. Nah. But maybe it's one of those ones that, you know, old school New South Wales, old school origin used to pick on... Um, if you've been there, you've done it before. Yep. No matter how shit you're playing. I kind of like that. Because you know Tyrone Peach is a good player, right? But I know he is. I know he's just he is. playing badly. And it, you know, if he gets into a good team and a good fire, I think I'd still pick Peachy. 
I love the versatility. Really? Dynamism. He brings off the bench. Other games of note. Cowboys at home to the Storm, 1-300 smiles. That's dangerous for the Cowboys to go 1-4. Rabbitohs, Sunshine Coast Stadium host the Warriors. They'll be pretty pissed off that Manly game. Yeah, I know. Um, we, did, we did like Manly. Um, fucking poor Trebojevic, just very quickly. Trebojevic pu- pulling a hammy. His injury proneness is actually starting to be quite concerning. It is. How long does a hammy go to out for uh, these days? There's grades least, on it, isn't there? At least three. Or even maybe six. You've actually got to really sit out and just, you've got to get it right because if, if you're half ass it, you're going to keep pinning yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Sharks at home to the Roosters at Shark Park. If, if, if they get some more. If Johnson, um, Gallon, more than the back. Well, that's a game of the round. Game of the round, for sure. Love at that. Shark Park? At Shark Park. What time of the day slash week? 7.30 Saturday. Ooh, not my favourite one, but yeah, I'll watch it. Um, Dragons at home to the Dogs. That's not very nice on the no. eyes. And GIO Stadium. Raiders at home to the Eels. I like the Raiders. Well, that'll be a good game on Sunday night. Yeah. I hate Sunday 6-10. It's a fa- well, I thought I they switched back. I thought they had a 2 and a 4 p.m. once we got rid of Daylight Savings. We yeah. didn't have 6, no, six 10 p.m. games all last year. I think it's more like what they do, mate, is they do about after about round 12, they sort of revert back. When the light gets a bit, um, when it gets a bit better, a bit, the bit light's worse. The light's gone now because Dallas. Are, oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I thought it was just for the first three rounds, but you know we're not far away from um, Anzac Easter Rugby League either, so that's going to be good. Yeah, quite. Now, last Sunday we did our podcast and we picked the doggies to upset the Tigers. We liked the doggies, and the second game last. What was the late game? Um, that was a sh- bit of a sh- shocker. Um, oh, bunnies. We got the bunnies over the Titans, yeah. right? So we were, t- right. we were two for two on our Sunday picks. I'm going to go Storm into the Knights. What about you? I'm going to go the same. Nice. Right, mate. Well, we'll finish on that. You've got to go and enjoy the, the afternoon of Rugby League. You've got to love your league. Love your league. Stray down, peace and love still low. Hear what they say about playing the game.